know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. And yesterday, I told you that today we've got a special episode that features the director of Stephen Curry's new documentary called Underrated, Mr. Peter Nixon. He tells us the story of how the documentary came together, some insights into what it's like working with Stephen Curry, and a lot more. So make sure you guys check this out. And more importantly, on the 21st of July, you can watch the documentary Underrated, all about Stephen Curry on Apple Plus. Apple TV, you guys know the vibes where to go get it. Make sure you check that out. But have a listen to this. And let me know once you've watched the documentary what you think about it and which players you want to see documentaries about because you guys know i've been in my documentary bag a little bit made the documentary about zion williamson for jordan brand made a little documentary about luka Doncic that banged off on the youtube so you guys get at me we're back now we're active hit me in the discord the links in the description hit me on social media most importantly kick back and enjoy this episode all right steph ready Stephen Curry. Do not rely on him to run your team. He's about five, six. <laughs> Looks like a little kid. 150 pounds soaking wet. That was when I first really understood. I'm different. How did I get here? I was the undersized scrawny kid that was just trying to figure out how to make it. Steph Curry is hurt. I was overwhelmed by everything. How would I respond? Let the work begin. When you are an underdog, you have to take what is yours. Get buckets! Take up some college to the Sweet 16. It's not about proving other people wrong. It's about proving himself right. And that feeling of being underrated always be part of the drive that keeps me going. Stephen Curry, underrated, only on Apple TV+. Peter, how are you doing, my man? Hey, Mo, how are you doing? Thank you. A little bit late. We have a thunderstorm, and my house got a little bit flooded through a window that had uh, some sort of leak in it. But apart from that, I'm excited to be here talking to you. Um, I was watching the lecture that you put together, and I'm uh, very, very excited to speak about this. I mean, just off that, I want to know how did this documentary come about? Is it something that you went to step team with? Did they approach you? Yeah, um, uh, you know, I have a company with Ryan Coogler, Proximity Media. Um, Ryan, Ryan and I met, you know, more than more than a decade ago. Um, you know, he had, you know, made this film called Fruitvale Station, uh, which is set in Oakland, California. And I was doing a trilogy of films also set in Oakland, California. And so I was doing on the nonfiction side kind of what he was doing on the fiction side. You know, we became, um, you know, friends and obviously his rocket took off with Black Panther and all that. And he became close to uh, to Stefan. They they became friends. And um, I don't know, somewhere around a couple of years ago, Steph started thinking that this was the time that he wanted to tell a part of his story. Um, he had ne- he, had, you know, had never graduated from Davidson College and he had made this promise to his mom that he would. And he had tried one time before during the NBA lockout, I think in 2011, but he couldn't quite do it. And he Mm -hmm. he decided he was going to try to do it again. And what better time to, you know, roll the cameras. And so he approached, you know, Ryan and us and asked if asked us if we'd be, you know, down to, um, you know, direct, direct the movie. And and so we, we, you know, came on board myself as the director and Ryan as the producer. 
amazing. What was your inspiration behind it? Because in recent years, we've seen obviously The Last Dance and then Magic Johnson had his documentary on Apple TV. What did you take inspiration from when, you know, putting together the storyboard and figuring out how you were going to act direct this documentary? Yeah, I mean, there, there, were, there were two pieces of it for me as a, as a director of non, nonfiction. Um, I tend to, my style tends to be more in the present tense. I tend to document um, things that are unfolding in, in, in real time. There was an element of that to this, which was his attempt to sort of fulfill this promise he made to his mom. And also, we knew in the back of our minds that, that if we were going to make a documentary that particular year, that we were going to track... Um, the season itself with with the gold golden even though it wasn't going to be a documentary about the golden state warriors we, we knew that steph is always reaching trying to you know um win you know um and that chip on his shoulder that has been driving him since college of being underrated and being overlooked and you know it's really a, a huge part of what makes him tick and, and so we knew that those dimensions could result in a surprising documentary but the core of the story was this coming of age story that which the more we learned about his time at this tiny college in Davidson, North Carolina that nobody had ever heard of. And the more we learned about the role that that time in his life, the role that that played in who he became as a person and as an athlete, the more we got interested in the side characters like Coach McKillop and, and his, his teammates on that team made us realize that we had a documentary and a story that nobody had ever heard of before and that it felt um, unique. And so that that's really sort of what began the, the framework for, for what the film became. Absolutely, man. It's, it's amazing tapping into all these details. I know quite a bit about the NBA, I like to think, but you know, some of these nuances of his journey in particular, what you mentioned about him finally completing his degree and that journey that he's on, how do you, as a director, get kind of the talent, as it were, to open up about these things and be very vulnerable on camera with these open and honest experiences? Because someone like Stephen Curry is seen as like a superhero to his fans, to the rest of the world. But to show a side of him that's very open and honest, how do you get them to open up and really give you that raw emotion? Mm. I mean, that's also what attracted me as, as a director to imagining what it would be like to work with somebody somebody like Steph you know he you know I think we know him in a sense in a public way through his press conferences through his maybe his commercials through sort of how he presents publicly but also just the accessibility of him that he's I guess in the real world he might be somewhat tall but he's you know he's the, I'm the same height as, as Steph you know he's not the hugest guy in the world. Not, he's not like certainly like LeBron or, or Kobe or Jordan or Kareem or any of these amazing athletes. He's he's kind of an everyman. He's 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 accessible. And I knew I, I sort of had a gut feeling that the humility that you see, you know, was was part probably who he was. But I wanted to know more about that. And the first time I met him, you know, he looked me directly in the eye and there was a presence in a, in a sort of, um, you know, just an accessibility that I found really striking. And he immediately got his phone out and started showing me pictures of his time in college, you know, when he was a teenager and a kid. And that was a, a moment when he crossed this threshold, you know, from being a kid to 
being a superstar. And I think the nostalgia that he has for that was really strong. And, and, and I knew right then and there, like that was the essence of, you know, the story, his willingness to open up and enter that space. It felt fresh and new. I don't, I don't feel like we see too many stories of these um, moments when the athletes that we know so well became who they were. And um, so that, that, that's when I knew that he was going to, um, you know, be, be a subject, you, you know, to some degree easy to work with. But on the other hand, he's also a very kind of like very even keeled guy, you know, so he doesn't, mm -hmm. his emotions come out in very um, intermittent ways because in order to excel at the level that he does, he has to kind of like keep, keep this even keel. So we knew that the film would have a sort of peaks and valleys in terms of how and when his emotion came out. And that's kind of what you see in the film. Absolutely. Um, you know, as a director, you're around these guys that you're making projects about, for example, Stephen Curry. What are kind of the little habits and things that you noticed about Steph that kind of separate him from the everyday individual? I think it's the sheer volume. I don't think people fully appreciated. Um, you know, we, we, we tried to capture it to some degree. Um, it was it was interesting because he didn't want nor did i think the golden state warriors want a distraction because we were filming this during the season so he's he's got a job to do um the warriors have a job to do and and, and steph's personality is that he doesn't want his story to overshadow the efforts of, of his team to do what they're trying to do every year which is win another nba championship but we also wanted to kind of show people the the sheer scope of his schedule and the number of things that he's got on his plate his job you know um not just on the court but as a spokesperson um his nonprofit, uh and then his family being a dad you know being a husband uh, being a son being a cousin and, and so that ecosystem of showing how much this guy is juggling um i think gives people an appreciation for you know it's not just what he's doing on his on, on the basketball court, which is incredible. It's how he sort of ties together all these things, being a business person, running a nonprofit, being an athlete, being a, a brand ambassador, being a father. It, it's pretty amazing that he's able to operate on that level and achieve the things that he's doing. And so that's, that's one of the things that we wanted to try to capture. And I think is rare to get a view inside sort of these iconic athletes that we know so well. Now, Peter, I um, I don't know if you know much about me. I actually produced a documentary myself about Zion Williamson when he was oh, in wow. his first season with the NBA. It was for the launch of his first season. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, I've, I, I want to see oh. that. I haven't seen it. Awesome, man. We'll get you the link to watch it after this. Um, yeah, but the great. hardest part for me in creating that project is we had hours and hours and hours of footage and content. And then mm -hmm. to reduce that down to a consumable length for the audience we had to cut so much out of it. What are some parts yeah. that didn't make the final cut of this documentary that you wish that, you know, you could have shown with the world? It, you know, it's kind of like the magic and frustration of documentary, what you have to sort of leave on the cutting room floor. And, you know, in terms of ratio, this one was a little bit more manageable than past films. I've had films where I've shot three, 400, 500 hours of footage, and we got to boil that down to 90 minutes. This one, and, and, and you know, the film itself dictates what's going to go. And we were very, you know, we tried to be very 
clear with with all of the stakeholders involved here, which is you know Steph's company and um, you know at, you know A twenty four who 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 financed the film and, and was a um, sort of production partner and ultimately Apple. Um, you know, to communicate that we really want the film to have an organic feel to it, that there's that we're not just jamming a bunch of sort of people talking about Steph Curry, like, you know, how great he is and 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 it being a commercial for Steph Curry, like that we really felt that there was a story here and and that serving that story really dictates what makes it into the film, who makes it into the film, what they're saying and why. And for those reasons, you know, you know, a lot of stuff didn't make it in. We, we interviewed Alan Iverson, um, you know, Muggsy Bogues is a close family friend um, to the Currys, um, Jeff Van Gundy. Um, we interviewed numerous super fans at Davidson College because at one point the film was going to be much more of that sort of origin story and people sort of reflecting on what it means to be overlooked and underrated a la Alan Iverson. Um, at one point we were even talking about Drake in there because Drake, you know, he is a friend of the families and, and there's a whole Canada sort of piece because of the Raptors and, and you know, Steph's dad Dell and where he played. But as, as the film, both the film began to unfold in the edit and as the season began to unfold, we started realizing that the Warriors were making a run to another championship and that's when things kind of shifted. And, and that, and, and that's really what sort of dictated what was going to make it into the film and what, what wasn't. And the timing of Steph breaking the three point record, was that something from the outset that you had in your mind, you had one eye on it, or was that more of a pleasant surprise when it happened? Yeah, we definitely had an eye on the three point. We, we, we pretty much knew it was going to happen during the season. And so we were just kind of chasing it. Um, the, the big, uncertainty the big unknown was um you know whether they would make a run at another championship at the beginning of the process it was just a vague thought like oh maybe they will but you know they had just come off of a horrific season clay was just coming back he'd, he'd been hurt and even during the season steph got hurt again so there it was really radically unlikely that they were going to um make a meaningful run in the playoffs but that that three-point record we knew was going to be some sort of touch point or some sort of we were going to use it somehow in the film um and it was tricky to be honest because that 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 three-point record as as does other things undercuts this idea of oh is he is he really underrated <laughs> you know and and constantly that tension of trying to sort of to some degree prove that sort of premise um and that that was actually one of the interesting challenges of, of the film was what what does it mean when you say he's underrated what does that really mean and i don't think you know audiences you know fully understood that and so that was a big part of you know the decisions that we made were to some degree trying to articulate and prove that premise no i think absolutely the stories of him not being recruited by the colleges he initially had his eye on and that kind of thing really opens up his younger fan base in particular because Steph Curry is one of the most popular players with the younger generation of NBA fans who weren't around for that college run. So a spot like right. this is, is absolutely fantastic. But what was your personal favorite sequence of this documentary? What, which part stands out to you and really means a lot? I mean, there, there, there's, there's a couple. I mean, it's kind of like asking me to tell me which which of my kids do I love love the most? <laughs> well, well, I 
everyone says they don't have a favorite, but everyone and everyone knows. Like I, I know my parents' favorite is my youngest brother. Everyone knows what the truth. <laughs> I know, is. Like I'm the, gonna... the secret truth. The secret truth. There are two. Se- I'm gonna have to talk about two scenes. Um, one just because it, it it was so emotional for me the first time we saw it all coming together, which is. You know, the moment where um, in that game against Kansas where Steph wanted to take the final shot and he he didn't have a good look and he passed it to Jay Rich and Jay Rich launched that shot and we kind of slowed it way down and it was very powerful to me. The first time I saw, you know, our our editor, J.D. Marlowe, did just an absolute stunning job on the film and it was so beautiful and it was so this this universal, this, this notion that we all take that shot. You know, and for, for most of us, like the shot doesn't go in a lot of the time or most of the time, even for professional athletes that but that Jay Rich took that shot and the emotion that followed came not just from losing that game, but it came from this moment, this family, this this community, this unit realizing that it was the last time that they were going to play together. And, and that, I think that that idea kind of transcended the notion of of sports for me, you know, as a storyteller and as, as, as an audience, you know, member of the film too. So I, I absolutely love that sequence. It's, I think it was difficult for Steph and Jay Rich and a lot of people to watch that because it was the first time they'd watched it sort of really slowed down like that. And it was difficult. It was difficult. And then the other moment in the film that was really sent chills down my spine the first time I saw it was when, when um, JD started playing, our editor JD started playing around with juxtaposing and interweaving the then and the now that the footage of, of Steph at, at Davidson in 2008 in the tournament with the footage of him during the, uh, the run that they made in the playoffs and, and the, mo- the, the motions and the shots and the, him falling down were almost identical and how, how he kind of like cut back and forth to tie these two moments in his life together. One, which they fell short and, and one, which they were driving to sort of grabbing the, 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 the golden ring was, was quite, chilling for me to, to sort of see for the first time. So I hope the audiences have the same feeling. No, it's very moving, you know, when you watch it, it's very moving. But what do you want people to know who haven't watched it yet and they're going to watch it for the first time? So going into it, what do you want the audience to know? Well, you know, I, you alluded to sort of his younger fan base. And so I think there's a powerful, you know, it is, it's a classic in inspirational film that sort of reminds reminds us that you know we've all had a moment in our lives when we've been overlooked misunderstood overrated etc like how do we get through that how do we push through that and the film kind of reminds us that for anybody who achieves greatness you know there's someone other than their parents who made a difference in their life and in and, and, and this one it's sort of you know it's both coach mckillop and it's also the community of davidson really believed in him uh and and that's a powerful that's that's a powerful idea um, that I think we all need right now when we're sort of all struggling, both individually, we're struggling, you know, as communities, you, you know, to sort of sort of realize our full potential. And I think it's just something it's the type of film I think we need right now. And then the other is just, you know, for fans of, of thrilling sports documentaries, this one's like way high on my list. I mean, I I'm biased, <laughs> like, but like I don't take full responsibility for this film. I think it was a collective effort um of proximity 824 apple unanimous you know my producer and director of photography sean havey allison joy gale editor jd marlowe there's so many people to that that came together to really you know kind of capture lightning in a bottle it's a thrilling sports doc 
And I, and I think for fans of that genre, they're gonna they're not gonna be disappointed. Man, it sounds like you've already got your Oscar speech ready with the with the love you're showing to your team there. So I'm hoping it picks up. up inshallah, inshallah. Hey, inshallah, my brother. So, <laughs> what the fans want to know is, as someone who spent so much time now around Steph and followed this journey, do you think that the Warriors still have it in them to make another run at an NBA championship? Just from your personal opinion. Completely, because it's like, and it's so funny, you know, when we were going through the footage and starting to cut together these sequences, um, you know, it was pretty strident. Like you look at like after Clay got hurt, and I, I remember watching that game when he came down on his knee. Then he tears his Achilles. You know, the, the Raptors win, and, and uh, I can't remember which 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 um, sports journalist said it, but they were like, you know, like the dynasty's over. I mean, they, they really, people really had that sense. You, ref, you referenced the last dance, that, that that moment had already happened for this team. And, you know, I think when, when you see sort of how the film unfolds, it, it, it's just a reminder of the magic that, that, that occurs. And, you know, you see all these super teams that put together these packages of incredible players and they, you know, they fall short. They can't do it. There's something about Steph Curry that is just special. And there's something about this team that is just special to where, um, you know, he's getting a little bit older, but he's still uh, in, in his prime. And you, I don't think you can count the team out. And once you have that sort of momentum of winning and once you sort of have that DNA, it's an intangible that very few teams have. And so I think for that reason, um, you know, there's someone to, to, to watch out for this, this coming season for sure. And I'm going to be excited to see how it unfolds. Draymond might be leaving, you know, he's an unrestricted free agent, but like they're saying like they're, 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 you know, really going to work hard to keep him. And I think that it's true that he's an integral part of the team. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think it's really special what they have there because they drafted all those guys. They've come up together through the years. You know, no one mm -hmm. predicted them to be a dynasty when they first got together. And um, especially a player like Draymond, his ability to, you know, create space for Steph to do what he does is completely, you know, I don't think you can replace that. But, you know, yeah. you were around Steph. There were shots in there of him doing his workouts, working with the bands, the tennis ball and all those other kind of things. Can you just give some insight? Because I had this conversation recently with someone. I said to them, Steph Curry looks like a normal human being. When I say a normal human being, I mean, yeah. when you think of an NBA player, you think of seven foot tall or like Victor Wembanyama, who you're seeing now, right? But oh Steph Curry... God, that's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to need a, a documentary about him as well. So oh I'm, I'm going to have to hit you up afterwards. But, you know, if you walk past Stephen Curry in the street and he was wearing a face mask or whatever, and you didn't know it was Steph, from his build, you would assume he's just an everyday person. But he's actually a superhuman athlete, not only in his endurance and the ability to constantly move on the basketball court, but strength-wise. Late in his career, he's added so much muscle and so much strength to his frame that's really helped him become more solid on the defensive end and continue playing at a high level. What yeah. did you see in terms of him taking care of his body and the work that goes in behind the scenes to maintain his playing at such a high level? It's a few things. Like I think the physical is definitely... I mean, he, he over came some limitations um and, and you're absolutely right he he i mean he's about my height you know six two and I, i'm fairly skinny you know so it's like and I, I remember i played basketball 
in, in, in high school, not at his level, but like it, it was tough banging around in there with bigger, bigger kids, even, even at my age. And so I think the mental piece, um, and the cohesion of his support network and his family um, is is underappreciated and radically important to, to his success. And, and I think that that is something that we, we wanted to try to remind people. Um, beyond that, he's got some, I think, natural gifts in, in terms of his ability to focus. Um, and of course, the edge that he carries with him every day of having been overlooked, <laughs> most dramatically by his own parents alma mater virginia tech he really wanted to go there and for them not to offer him a, a, a scholarship is, is pretty shocking in retrospect but he carries that and that edge allows him to be, get in the gym and stay longer his conditioning which is ridiculous comes from you know uh hours and hours and hours in in, in the gym and um the mental piece is just crazy because he he suffered and you saw it in that that sort of one of the that's another one of my favorite parts in the movie is is that that sequence where he has to move through being injured and you know getting the ankle the surgery and you know he was a very fragile player when he came into the league and he was constantly getting injured and so to be able to sort of mentally push through that uh, is pretty pretty rare you know and, and i think that's what separates the truly great, I mean, I think he's beyond great, to be honest. I think he's, he's in the top tier of basketball players of all time. I mean, I, you know, of all time. So, um, you know, that's part of what we wanted to sort of articulate the argument for that in, in, in the movie absolutely. that hasn't really gotten credit for that. I think you're absolutely right with the all time, you know, at his position, even in terms of all NBA players ever, I've got him in my top 10 personally. So, when you talk about that chip on his shoulder, really carrying him through, we saw, you know, Michael Jordan inventing reasons to have to go at people and whatnot. So it's very interesting to see this perspective of something that happened so long ago now still drives Steph to this day. Yeah. Do you think that it's going to keep driving him as he continues through his career? Or do you think there's ever going to be a point where he goes, okay, I've got four championships. Say he gets a fifth championship. I've got five championships now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think you saw, and we we tried to sort of pepper it in there in the film that that the sort of doubt about him wasn't just in high school and college that it has still kind of like followed him, um, in in the NBA until he got the MVP uh, during that championship that that was his first Finals MVP, and I think a lot of people still had sort of questions about where where you know where he sat in, in, in the sort of echelon. Uh, and so I think he, you know, whether, whether they're invented or real, and, I, and I'm sure, you know, his perception of how people perceive him is probably different than how most of us per perceive him. And I, I kind of relate to it because I'm a documentary filmmaker and documentaries are always kind of get second, <laughs> you know, you know, it's not like, you know, Black Panther, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we're always fighting for attention. We're fighting for resources and we're fighting for marketing dollars and, and, you know, but we, we, we believe that, you know, people love documentaries. So I, I relate to it on that level and that, that, you know, part of that drives me continuously. He, he has to have some kind of edge. I, I think to operate on the level that he's operating on, whether he needs to conjure it, um, whether he needs to sort of go back in time, um, you, you know, to operate on that level, you, you have to have some kind of drive. And I think that's a big part beyond his natural gifts of focus and stamina and drive and desire. I, I think this sort of 
ongoing narrative of you know trying to prove people who he is is a huge part of, of, of Stephen Curry. Man, he truly is a special athlete. What I want to know for my final question is, you know, I think that as long as Stephen Curry is playing and on a basketball court, the Warriors are always in with a chance. It didn't go their way this season. They struggled on the road throughout the regular season and in the playoffs, obviously, came up against LeBron James and, and a tough matchup. If they're going to make another run at the championship, will we see a part two to this documentary? There's no question. His story has not been completed. And it was actually the part of the hesitation for me going into it, which is what, okay, why are we telling the story now? And then and the, what, as I learned more about sort of the Davidson piece and, you know, all that, I, I, I was drawn into it, but there is another, certainly another chapter to this one. And, you know, to be realistic, like we're, we're in a day and age in a media environment now where every, you know, athlete and singer and celebrity and their grandmother is, is trying to do a documentary. And, you know, it, but it's really about what makes movies special is something, A, that's surprising, uh, and B, that is just sort of nat naturally organic and that just sort of e e evolves. And he strikes, he's a very mindful person. It was very similar to sort of, you know, Kobe, um, at the end there, you know, Kobe was transitioning and it's what's so tragic about it into another part of his life, you know, as, as a storyteller and he'd won an Academy Award and, and, and all that. And Steph, you know, cares deeply, not just about his game, but about other things in life. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Steph, not, not just another documentary made, whether we make it or, or someone else does, you know, that, that will be determined. But he, he has other stories to tell that aren't just his. You know, like he cares deeply about the role of women in sports. And you just saw that this news of, of, of the, the woman who's taking over the team, the coach of this, w, this uh, G, League, G League team, that we're at a precipice of significant change in our culture and in the NBA, that um, I, I would bet you're going to see Steph at the forefront of telling some of those stories. Man, I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm looking forward to seeing what else you have in store. Peter, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking the time and thank you for producing such an amazing piece of work, which I thoroughly enjoyed watching. All right, Mo, thanks so much.